Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Hilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Mom Brain. Do we have to say our names? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? Tell me about you. (laughs) What's your name again? (laughs) That's going to be us. Mom Brain season 72. What's your name? (laughs) (laughs) We do that to the kids all the time. We're like, who are you again? And Philomena's like, Philomena Bijou Jovanovic. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. John, by the way, because I always think of you all the time. So (laughs) hilarious children think that my son, whose name is John Jr., (laughs) but she thinks it. And we call him him John John Boy. John Boy. And uh, Carmen thinks his name is Jumble. <laughs> she talks about it. She's like, and she's obsessed with Philomena. So she's like, can we go have a play date with Phil- Philomena and John Bull? <laughs> John Bull? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Ilaria. And I'm Daphne. Today on the show, we have Eden Grinchpan. She is a chef, she is a mama, she is a TV host, soon to be cookbook author, all around. Like, if you have a friend who just lights up a room, makes loves it fun life. and loves, loves life, she is a party in a yes. person. And just like my favorite image of her is her dancing on the beach at, I think, her sister's bachelorette party in Israel. Just like three months after she had a baby in this awesome bikini, just like raging on the beach. And it was just to me, she is such a spirit animal in so many different ways. And she's an incredible friend. Um, and we go all over the map. Literally, she tells us about her time in India and in Thailand and bringing her travels home with her new restaurant, Des, here in New York City. Um, Life with a new baby, keeping the sexy time alive. She is an amazing human. Very honest. Very honest and very real and very fun. And we know you guys are going to love our chat. Mom, All right, so today we have Eden and she is going to tell us a little bit about herself. Go. Okay. Um, my name is Eden Grinchban. I am a co-founder and executive chef at Des. I'm also Top Chef Canada host. Um, I have, you know, I guess an online presence. My Instagram is at Eden Eats. I don't know, online presence? What do you say? Like an online She's an influencer? You Whatever. You said it perfectly. Um, and I am a mother of a, a delicious 20-month-old named Ave and... I live in Brooklyn with my husband and my daughter, Edo and Ave. She seems so peaceful on your stories. She seems like such like an angel Ave. Like a You know what? She is an angel. She's a sweetheart, but she knows what she wants and she is fierce. Ferocious. And like she will not stop until she gets it. You know what? She's gonna grow up though to be such a little I like on the one hand, I think she'll be a little bit of a rager. I'm sorry, I'm breaking the bubble right now. I know she will. Because she loves like turning, like she loves twirling until she gets so dizzy that she doesn't know where she is. And I'm like, oh no. Oh, and she's laughing and laughing. And I'm like, uh oh. But like you guys have been so good about since she was a baby exposing her to so much music and all the dancing and all the like outings. I just feel like she's going to be such a, it's, it's, of course, she'll be a little beautiful, wonderful wild child. It makes perfect sense. Well, my, mom's, my mom's going to be so happy about that. When, sure. she, when she found out I was having a daughter, she's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Please, no. Um, Ido's great. Uh, you know, we're just um, like we're going a little bit through like a sleep regression right now. So like it's pushing us 
So you did sleep train. We did sleep okay, train. Okay, so talk to us about that. Um, I was so, so, it's so crazy because like when you give birth and you have a baby, like like there isn't like an intuition that you have. Like you really like I d- I did believe in following like your gut. Like you like when the baby called you, you went. Like it's something that you know is just like a part of us after you have. You know, have a kid. So um, at like the six month mark, I was shooting Top Chef Canada and I breastfed and I was feeding on demand. And during the shoot, I was pumping. Um, and I got to a point where like it was she was sleeping in the room with me and she wasn't sleep trained at this point. And so she was waking up like every three hours still. And I was shooting like 16 hour days and I was pumping on top of that. And uh, Ido would come visit me on the weekends because he had to stay back in New York for work and by the end of that shoot I looked at him and I'm like I'm sleeping upstairs (laughs) because like I also knew she didn't need to eat anymore she's not hungry hungry. it's It's all comfort and also I was like sick as a dog and like I just had to kind of like separate from that room because we were in the same room right so I went upstairs and that's when we started the process of sleep training which you know Ido thought like he did it in those like two, three days. He's like, I really did it. And then we got back to New York and I'm like, you did nothing. <laughs> no, he did it. But like, we had to like start all over again in New York. Oh, but no. he was, he's been really, really good. Like there was a night where I'm like, I'm going to go downstairs and have a glass of wine at a bar across the street. Because she's screaming so much. Yeah. And I couldn't, I don't know, like, I'm sure you feel this. It's like when your baby cries, your body, like, you have a reaction. Yeah. Like, and I was still feeding, so, like, my milk would come in and I'd start sweating. Aww. And then I'd start panicking because I wasn't going to her. So I was like, I have to separate a little bit. Um, but eventually it worked and it changed our lives. Yeah. So I'm, like, a big fan of that. Don't you look back on that time, though, and a little bit feel like I am a badass like thinking about the 16 hour days the feeding on demand the pumping the everything it's like I how did you even survive it's insane you know and it's crazy because we're in a time now where um you know especially living in New York like a lot of the time women are alone in their apartment and it's very isolating so it's like super super difficult like Back, back, you know, back when like people were raising kids together and as like a big, a it does yeah. like a big family. And yeah. like when I'm with my sisters and my parents, like I really do feel like the weight lifted. Yeah. Um, just because obviously I trust them the most and like she's in great hands and she loves them and they love her. And it, it's like you're with your family. Right. So I do look back and I'm like, oh, my God, this is like it's pretty insane. But you're like so in it. You know, like the, you don't, you can't really see anything else. You're you have just your blinders like, on. It's blinders, and it's like you're kind of like a soldier. But you, you have an amazing husband. Like he's super hands on. He is. That's I'm, really I'm incredible. really, really lucky. Um, Edo, I, I always joke like he has way more maternal instincts than I do. <laughs> like he's always been like that too. You know, on our first date, he's like, "Do you want kids?" And I was like, Ugh. "Well, tell everyone your engagement story because this is actually something when I when we first started getting to know each other, and we had some like." Kind of amazingly intense deep dive first dates. I feel of like of course, it was like very... we met and it was just instant. It was like there was it, it was. Don't you love that when you meet you. A, it's someone actually recently asked me? They were like, "Do you as I'm 32?" They were like, "Do you as a woman in your 30s feel like you have more friends now or closer friends?" And I said, "I actually feel like I have both. On the one hand, I feel like I I have a wider 
breadth of friends now. Like I have a lot of friends. I meet lots of people. But but my really close friends have tightened. And those relationships are so much deeper than I've ever even known friendships to be in the past. And I think it's really interesting because like you were one of those people where I don't remember where we met for the first time, but it was um, it, like we didn't waste a lot of time with the niceties or the little like, oh, where do you go? You know, where did you come from? Where did yeah. you, you go to school? No, we you just know? got we just got in it. <laughs> we just like went for it. But I feel like that's you. You are that. I mean, the first time I met you, we were we were shooting with extra. Remember that? Yes. And we that was like fun. I know we went all around the all around New York, and we went to like a donut shop and Ooh. a bagel shop. I know. And a Meanwhile, like Hilaria is like the healthiest person and doesn't like. I feel and like I'm like eating for say, both wait, of us. I feel like that's an unfair. <laughs> you are healthy. Don't you feel like that's unfair? I I, she, I would say I would I'm, say I'm, I am healthy. However, what did I what was I just eating? Uh, what what the, was like my go to favorite thing to eat is like the butteriest of basmati pilaf rice, rice bread, <laughs> everything. By the way, no, no, of course, me. we of were course, crying course. in our room, being like, "Why did we have Eden bring stuff from Des? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you brought the kadaif back. Okay, let's talk about Des because some one of the many things that we all bond with Eden over is. A love of food mm-hmm. and a passion for exploring the world through food. Eden's background is, is you wouldn't know it because she's so unassuming talking about it. But she's like trained at the Cordon Bleu in London, traveled the world cooking everywhere, run her own <laughs> restaurants, hosted many television shows around food and cooking. And something that I immediately fell in love with because she's like, again, when you have when you find those friends who are kind of living out a part of your life, you feel like maybe you had in you at one point and then you chose a different path and you didn't get to have it. Eden picked up after going to, I want you to tell the full story because I will butcher it, but I think about it all the time because you're so my spirit animal in this. She picked up out of Cordon Bleu and like went to India and set up shop at an orphanage or something and opened a restaurant and then traveled through Thailand backpacking and then like it's just my Aquarius dream on on <laughs> on acid. So can you tell me everything about your life? Well, <laughs> honestly, like, you you say that it's just so crazy. Do you ever like think back and you're like, oh, who am I? How did I do that? No, honestly, like I. I had so like I I was fearless no when I fear. was younger, but like I feel like that's what happens when you're young. You have no fear, and then you get older, and you're like, wait a minute, oh my god, we should be a little bit more careful. Because I think about some of the the shit I did when I was younger. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went like I also was a little bit of a troublemaker growing up, and like everyone was going to university, and like you, if you tried to even put me in another like class environment, I would pull my hair out. Like I just, it was not for me. Um, so I and I fell in love with food in high school, and I started cooking. And actually, Food Network was a big inspiration. Like I started cooking and baking for my family, and when it came time to go to university and everyone's like what are you gonna what's your next move I'm like I have no idea and my dad was the one that suggested he's like you should go to culinary school I was like yeah that'd be cool he's like you should go to culinary school in England like go to Le Cordon Bleu and I'm like yeah okay cool yeah (laughs) okay let's do this so I like he honestly was the one that like planted that into my head and I ended up going there and I studied um, pastry and cuisine and I got the grand diploma while working part-time and after I graduated I wasn't ready to actually uh, start working I was like you know what I kind of feel like I should like keep moving and so I ended up going to India for three months and I completely fell in love I went with this um 
group called Leap Now, where they teach you how to like travel abroad. And the truth is, like, I knew how to travel. I was just kind of like, I've never been to India. I thought it would be really great to have like a tour through India with someone who's been there. And we were doing things like, Oh, they they put us in the coolest stuff. Like I was, uh, we did a Vipassana meditation retreat for eight days. I didn't talk for eight days. It's intense, okay? isn't it? Like, and yeah. you're still catching up. I, <laughs> seriously, That's eight great. days. Like for everyone that knows me, if like me not talking for eight days, like you should see my journal from that time. I'm basically just oh writing over and over again, crying, crying, Kurt crying. Yeah, it was so intense. Um, we did like a trek through like the base of the Himalayas and then we did like vision quests and like the most amazing things I took Tibetan cooking classes Indian cooking classes I lived with a Tibetan family in the monastery like Dalai Lama's monastery I would eat like dinner every night with eight monks it was amazing. It was really, truly amazing. Um, I felt I fell so in love with it. Um, I ended up moving to Israel after that and working for a year there, saving up so that I could go back. And then I went back to India and I volunteered in one of the orphanages that I volunteered at uh, previously. And they had this gorgeous cafe that was donated to them. And I was like, you know what? Instead of just like volunteering with the kids, why don't I do something for the orphanage so they can start like making maybe some money from this? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I just graduated culinary school. I can open a restaurant. (laughs) I was like 20. (laughs) And I just did it. Like I started like you know, putting together a menu and like I went to the shop to get flyers and we started like I took the kids and I went and like put flyers all over town and um, like it was this really amazing experience. And actually another great thing that my dad suggested, he's like, you should film this. And I was like, Dad, I'm busy. Leave me alone. And, but in the end, he was super smart to do, like, to suggest that. And I ended up filming the whole thing. And after I finished my travels, I went, you know, after that, I went to Southeast Asia, like Thailand and Vietnam. Um, I uh, moved to New York City. And a friend of mine who's in the industry uh, part, like uh, introduced me to an editor and he cut it into a reel. And I got it into um, John Rosen's department at WME. And that's kind of what kickstarted my career was that video of me opening up the cafe in India in the orphanage. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Having that adventurous spirit and that sort of like untethered, don't hold me down. I'm not ready to settle. I want to keep moving history I guess how do you how do you balance that now with having a 20 month old at home and how do you I you know I follow I follow Eden on Instagram of course and I live vicariously through all of her eating adventures across the city <laughs> and all the fun um, that she and her her little family get up to but how do you so I know that you don't I know that you don't take it lying down I know that you're not you know just like sitting at home all the time so how do you how do you balance that and how do you make time for that now that you're a a mother of a young kid. Well, it's actually, I was also just talking about that today. Like, I used to be super carefree. Like, I really don't think I had real responsibilities until I had a baby. You know, that was a huge, that was a huge moment for me. Like, after I gave birth to Ava, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is responsibility <laughs> for the rest of my life. Like, it really hit me. I'm pretty sure Ava's like three weeks old. Um, I do feel like it was... It was something that was a little hard for me to get used to because I used to just be able to honestly like open the door, walk out and like not come back until like 11 at night and not think twice. Um, 
And I feel like, you know, I've gotten obviously used to it. Like uh, we've adjusted. And now what we like to do is obviously changed, you know, like we love going to those playgrounds like those indoor playgrounds and we're like I'm with her in like the small cubby area like with the disco ball and the crazy music like you know having fun so our like what we like to do has obviously changed um, but it did take a little bit of time for me to get there uh, but I feel like that's just you know it's probably like a common thing for new for new mothers or new parents with their first one uh, just because your life just gets like totally turned upside down mm-hmm. like right away you were talking about how it felt very isolating at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, how, if you were to have another child, how would you approach that the second time around? Or what kind of advice would you give to new moms who are feeling that way? Because there are moms who have babies and they don't feel like it's isolating. They're like, me, my soulmate, great, everybody get out. <laughs> and then there's the moms who are like, whoa, I need some grown up time. I need some me time. What kind of advice would you give to mothers that are feeling the way that you did? Um, so I, I like, I'm usually the kind of person that doesn't like research anything and throws myself into something and just hopes that I kind of catch on. Like that's always been who I am. I'm like, I can adapt whatevs. This was so not the case. Like, <laughs> I'm, I was so angry with myself that I didn't like, I don't know, meet any moms before. Like I didn't go to any birthing classes. I didn't read any books. I didn't have a community at all that was going through what I was going through. Like I didn't, all my friends had kids that were older and were out of this stage um, or some of them were pregnant like it, and weren't close to like, you know, their due date or anything. Right. So I didn't really have a community around me. Um, So I would definitely say, like, you know, try and go to those, like, get-togethers and find a community that's close by. Find a couple moms that are in the same, uh, you know, like time as you like if you're like nine months pregnant, try and find people that are close to that time with you. uh, So that when you are like, you know, spending those days that seem long you have like people that you can meet up with and like spend like moments together or create activities together um, because community is very important and I do think it takes effort and uh, I just didn't put that effort in and I probably should have Um, I do always say though next time around I'm totes getting a night nurse totes getting a night nurse like I didn't have a night nurse because I kept saying to myself I'm like my mom had three kids and she didn't have a night nurse I can totally do that too and then I had a baby and I was like how did my mom do this well just because you can do it doesn't mean you want to no true. Um, so and now you were talking to us about sleep training and we get a lot of emails about sleep training can you walk us through your method of doing it um because you know it, this is just it's sleep. controversial like it's, a lot it's of controversial, people are... but I, I never know what the right thing is are I your kids sleep trained I don't know why it's controversial though, because it's like you're not sleeping with my kids. Like, why do you care? I don't. I think it's so no, funny. It's con- I think it's controversial. Well, yes, of course. There's the people who judge who are that's not that's not the mom brain. That's not the mom brain, the mom way. brain way. Everybody is as long as you're not like actively hurting someone else. You every every which way is is allowed here. Um, I think it's controversial for for us. But you know exactly what what Eden you, you were talking about. Like I meaning you I, feel conflicted you about feel it. You feel conflicted because, about it yeah. because look, everyone wants to sleep. It's sucks. It sucks Everyone to be to sleep, sleep deprived for years thing, Daphne, on end. And one thing that you say over yeah. and over again is that my children are better people. They're healthier. They're they're happier when they sleep. It, and that's I'm, I don't mean to say like 
and by the way, I'm sure there are doctors that would say like sleep is one of the most critical mm-hmm. elements of early childhood development. You you need consistent sleep. You need deep sleep. You need restorative sleep. And that's for baby and ch- and children. But it's also for parents. Like yeah. I can the stress that your relationships go under, the stress that you go under when you have not slept for interminable periods of time. It is a form of torture. That's why they use it as a form of torture. I always say that. <laughs> you know? I always say that the lack of sleep. That's the hardest part it definitely of, of, of having because your stress more storm your stress hormones soar and I think and your hormones your, period hor- like you just gave birth to a human being you're still regulating so, so everything's think, up and down absolutely and I think what I, what I found was I think there are I think there are people who get a better night's sleep having their kid in the room with them or in the bed with them if that's something that you guys have resolved with and it's like it's it, to me when my babies are in the room with me I'm literally like a freaking lemur hanging on the crib staring at them making sure they're breathing every second and it's, that's, me too. It's, 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 that's me too so my baby sleeps with me so the foot and moves, every so once in a while no every once in a while I'm like I'll just be like poke poke and then you like flinch so I'm like okay still alive great excellent can go back to see I wouldn't do that for fear that she'll wake up and then I'm like how do I put her back down oh like, no that's the worst it's I the paranoia t- I don't touch her have they died and if they have not died will they wake up and how will I get them what back to sleep what is that no Seriously, is that normal? Because I went through that and I still I walk in every time I get home. If I wasn't there to put her down, I'll always go into her room and put my hand on her chest. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. I do it every night. Yes. I'll turn on my flashlight on my phone. Oh my god! And like, if they squint a little bit, like, great, alive, excellent. I can. That's. What, I cannot believe you do that. I'm like t- tiptoeing. If I make one sound, she's like, "Mama." I know. I know. Oh, they're all they're all different. So Carmen's a really heavy sleeper. You could turn the lights on. You could lift her up. You could do like <laughs> anything can happen. I'm exactly. so anything can happen. And she's at, no. Well, I have four, my friend. So they're all different. Rafa, lightest sleeper in the world. He took two hours for That's me to put John him down too, the other actually. day. And it was one of those things where I know that if if he just either, you know, Alec will read him a book or something like that. If I'm not in there because they're so attached to me and then him and Leo, who are 14 months apart, they sleep in the same room and then they argue about whose bed I'm in. So it's like, it's this whole thing. So if I can somehow remove myself from the situation during bedtime, it's great. But now they realize that I do that. Like when Alec will go in to read them a story, they're like, Mama, you're going to stay and I'm going to sit on your lap. Like they've, they've figured it out. Not only are you going to, because then I would be there and then I would like sneak out. And now they've like, they're sitting on me. Um, so I stayed there. And I got in, he coaxed me into the bed with him and he's holding on to my hand. With both hands. With both hands. <laughs> and he keeps on being like, Mama, you're going to leave? That makes me so sad. No. So sad, Mommy. And he just starts crying. No, no, so sad. And I'm like, how can I leave this? But then I think about like strong, fierce mamas who are like, I am going to sleep train. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, I think I'm like just messed up this whole thing and for me having four kids it's one thing I have not figured out yet well one thing I will say is just that it is painful you could have sleep trained them not not sleep trained them learned how to speak English not learned how to speak English (laughs) Um, and it will always suck and be painful and horrible to hear your your babies and they're still babies even when they're 18 they're still babies need you and, and want you but what my resolution has been like because I because I did sleep train my kids and I, I I know for a fact that I am a better mother because of the better mother than the version I would have been if I were not able to sleep at least you know like four hours straight, um, but but I I know that you know that 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 whole game of like stay don't leave I need you it makes me sad. 
I acknowledge that. And like if my, my kids were really young, I, I, I sleep trained them around like that eight month mark. So they weren't in that sort of conscious state yet. And my son was a really tough sleeper, even to the point of almost being two years old. He would still have issues with you know sleeping in. We worked through them, but it wasn't, you know, that three and four year old able to speak, able to really make demands. But but, you know, I try to I try to make sure that when we're awake and when we're together, there is no question in their mind that I would do anything for them, that I would give them everything, that I'm always there for them, that the love is unconditional so that when I say things like. I'm, I'm going to leave now and I'm going to come and get you in the morning. Y'all see you first thing in the morning. We're going to make we're going to make chocolate chip pancakes for breakfast and we're going to talk about our dreams and we're going to plan our day. And like we, I talk about all the, the things we're going to do in the morning. So they know I'm coming back. But then I firmly say, uh, but I'm not going to come back. To, and this was even when they were babies. Like uh, I would say, mommy loves you so much. I'm, I'm going to leave now. I'm going to close the door. You're safe. You're going to be so happy. You're great dreams. And I'll see you in the morning. And like I saw, I talked to all kinds of sleep experts about this. And they said, even when you don't think your baby, obviously your baby's eight months old. They're not talking. Although Carmen, I feel like talked to, you know, five months, five months old. Um, <laughs> but they feel that from you. And you have to actually truly feel that in yourself, too. Um, and anyway, I just feel like sleep training is so controversial well, and conflicting. Well, you come over to my house do that down because it doesn't work when I'm doing it because it's like you're not you're leaving it makes me so sad so you're not staying he'll say it in like a million different ways and I'm there but and it's I'm okay like, to be I'm sad try- humans are sad I know sometimes. and I say I love being with you too but mommy wants to go eat can I come with I you oh, it's I mean it's like it's like the straight and there's such like little lawyers they like are so good at creating the argument and then I also then I look at them and I'm like I'm trying to create these like really like open-hearted boys who are like so good at expressing themselves and then I'm like he's saying he's sad He's not hitting me. He's not like throwing things. He's like, mommy, that makes me sad. And I'm like, you must be rewarded for this ability to express yourself. Do you know what you do, though, that I think I, I could be better at is talking because I spent so much time with Ave just holding her and feeding her. And I and bizarrely enough, when I'm home, I'm not a big talker that much. Like with Ido and like, I, I like being quiet. Yeah. So when I'm with her, I'm, I'm, I, I feel like she should know in my mind right, right. that, that like, oh yeah, I'm going to be back in the morning. But like, I probably should be like, don't worry in the morning, I'll wake up. Like I'm not, I need to train myself to be better at communicating with her and communicating that. Like it's one of the best pieces of advice that was given to me by my pediatrician when I was going through. I forget exactly what I was going through with them, but she's like, just explain it to her. Mm-hmm. Like, they're smart. Mm-hmm. Just be like, we're going to do this. Then we're going to do this. Then this is happening. Then this is happening. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, OK, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, Great, though, I like the plan. They like, she plan. chooses to acknowledge that she understands me when she wants. Yes. That's my favorite. Yes. Like, I like if I say we're ha- we're going for a croissant, she's like, croissant. Great. And I'm like, go put on your shoes and your boots. She's like, she's like, let's go. And then, you know, when she doesn't want to do something, I'm like, Ave, Ave. Ave, and she won't look at me. She won't answer me. She won't even acknowledge that I'm there. I'm like, Ave, Ave, Ave. But it's their genius. Look at me. But they're geniuses. They're geniuses. they're geniuses. It's like, well, why should they don't know that they have to? Do you know what I mean? They're just like, okay, well, won't do that. My my kids right now are going through a thing, and we're like, if they hit each other or something like that, just wait until you have multiple ones. If they hit each other. They're like, it was just an accident. I didn't mean to. Oh, and I'm like, oh, that's so I'm like, funny. no, actually, it wasn't. You went over there with the toy, looked at the person, then chucked it at the other one. I didn't mean it's to. Not, I didn't like, mean yes, to. Did. So I'm teaching them to say, I wish I hadn't. 
So oh, they're like, I wish I had it. I'm like, okay, so don't do that again. But it's the, they, they don't quite understand. They're like, what is this word? Okay, so I can acknowledge you sometimes and then not acknowledge you other times because I just don't feel like but it. But don't you do that to other people? I feel like sometimes <laughs> I do that to other people. Like, oh, sorry. did you tell me to do that? Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish I had heard. I, I, wish, <laughs> I wish I had heard. Wait, Wait, now, speaking of croissants, because my kids are famously croissant addicted, but it's, but it, you know, I, I'm curious. I always love to hear what people who in their lives as adults have such a passion for food, how they feed their kids, how they get their kids to have that, how they share that. Because it's really it's about sharing love. Like I do feel like my parents shared a lot of their loves with me, whether it was um, food or health or travel or community or family um, and and certainly cooking at home and exploring through food and, and you know, going and exploring out and about too is something that was really critical for me to be able to share with my kids. I'm curious how you gave that to Ava and what do you feed her? She's 20 months so like I'm sure a lot of people out there are listening and thinking about picky eating. How do you work through that? Well, like when I started giving her food, like she was not picky at all. I don't know what happened in the last like two months, but this girl like only wants to eat carbs. And I, everyone kept telling me that it was going to happen. And I'm like, but she eats. She loves vegetables. I give her tahini. I give her she loves like fried eggs. Like, you know, I, I give her like all of these great things. And she eats olives and feta. And, you know, she really enjoyed a lot of like really interesting, fun foods. And all of a sudden, like, she won't eat olives. She won't eat feta. She doesn't really want eggs. She woke up in the morning and she's like, bread. <laughs> like, that's honestly what she asked me for this morning. Like, I'm even talking like she's just not really interested in. I, like, I make these like beautiful oatmeals with like, like flaxseed and cinnamon and some like nice, like different milk and like, like, or pancakes, like fun pancakes. <laughs> and she's kind of like, meh. Not really. So how are you dealing with it? Um, honestly, I'm not stressing too much. Yeah. I actually was. Don't make it a thing. But like, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm trying yeah, not to like make a thing, thing because I grew up insanely picky. I really? did not that's eat. That's so interesting. Like, I was. My mom said I was the worst. Until what age? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. I remember like in high school, just like really falling in love with food and wanting to try more. My dad would always give us like really cool foods to try though, because I grew up in Toronto. It's like, I think one of the most multicultural cities mm -hmm. in the world. So he would go to different neighborhoods and bring us foods to try. That's cool. But I wasn't necessarily like the one that would seek all these unique foods. I would be like, yeah, let's eat some like noodles with butter. <laughs> um, so good. But Daphne's like, it's nothing so wrong with that. I, 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 I don't know why I did it so silently, but I did. I mouthed so good. <laughs> it was like really creepy, actually. Um, but I'm trying not to, like, listen, she's active. She's, she has tons of energy. I do get to sneak in certain foods. It really depends. I keep pushing. Not pushing, like forcing. Uh, keep like, presenting. I always yeah. present yeah. food that I'm eating to her. Like... I just give her the food that we eat and I hope that she eats it. And if she doesn't, I'm not going to be like, well, if you don't eat that food, then no food at all. I'm like, OK, well, what about this? Do you feel like this today? Like it's it's tricky, though, because, you know, I think about I mean, the way that we grew up, like if you didn't eat that, you just didn't eat. Yeah. But I definitely don't do that with my kids. Mm -mm. No, my kids like I'm like, OK, you won't like this morning. Rafa was like, he's the picky one. He's like, I no, I don't eat cereal anymore. He eats, he's asked for that oatmeal, the Earth's Best oatmeal with peanut butter and hemp milk every single day since he started eating. That's like what he will eat. And he won't eat a lot of other things, but he'll eat that. And this morning he was like, 
that's so gross. I'm not going to eat that. Oh, and I'm like, no. I'm like, no, oh, no, 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 no. You eat this. <laughs> this is something. And then I realize I'm making it a thing, as I've done in the past. Um, but and do you find that when you make it a thing, then they're like, really oh, yeah. don't Car- want it? Carmen, one time there was this shirt. I don't even. I think I was pregnant, and I was like, I, I usually <laughs> let them dress themselves. They can really do like it is like a namaste household. You do what you want to do. I love that. And she was wearing these leopard pants. I was going to bring her out to like a little ladies' lunch. She wanted to wear these leopard pants with this orange shirt. And, and, didn't look good together. Orange shirt uh, with like gold star- gold hearts on it. And it was just like not a good thing. And I kept on being like, well, how about this one? And I don't know why I made it a thing because I'm never, I'm not that person. Yeah. But I made it a thing to the point where it's like, please take that shirt off right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then for three days after she wore that shirt, she wore that shirt oh, well, even underneath other shirts. And she'd be like, mommy. I'm and she'd lift up it. the sleeve <laughs> and she'd shout no, to me. That's and amazing. And then I said to her, I was like, I love that shirt. It's my favorite. <laughs> It's my favorite. But it it's was literally one of the things where I was like, I cannot, I cannot make it a thing. But eventually, this is what somebody told me about picky eaters. Um, our pediatrician told this to me. She said, um, basically, like way back when, when we were like cave people, we had to go through this phase in order to not eat poisonous things. Right. So when we're with our parents really early on, we will take what our parents give to us. And then we get to a point where we're like, you know, we need to get picky. So we're not eating like all the poisonous berries and stuff like that. Um, Bland and then foods we, tend not to be poisoned. And meanwhile, she eats the flowers off my table. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't know about that, babe. What's the healthiest thing she'll eat? First of all, she's like peanut butter obsessed. Mm-hmm. Like if I leave her with any, she'll put her whole hand in the jar. <laughs> it comes out and she's like, oh, Pooh Bear. They love just it. Just like licking her fingers. It's on her face. It's Aww. in her eye. It's on her. Like she can't. It's it's pretty amazing. And I love that. You know, she loves snacking on pumpkin seeds. Like Aww. she's really into like nuts and seeds and stuff, Cute. which I think is really great. Um, she's fruit obsessed. Like she'll walk in and she's like, Pommy, Pommy. She loves pomegranates. Pommy, pommy, pommy. So we, I like, I pick a pomegranate and she sits there. She loves little things that she can pick up and eat, like one by one. She's very dainty like that, which is hilarious. I know, you're lucky with pomegranate because that can get really messy. Really messy. No, there's a reason why I'm not changing out my couch that's falling apart. (laughs) It looks like, (laughs) like crap. Like, I'm like, you know what? I don't need a new couch anymore. Let's keep this one. Wait until your youngest is like eight. Basically. I'm like, I, I think this is good. Um, so so anyways, she loves that. Um, I said before she loves bread. That's not really healthy. But like, I don't know. I love bread. It's not bad. Too. That bad for See, you. I do too. Going back to that thing. People judge me. No, no, I'm the no, first. No. We had lunch the other day, and I was the only person because I noticed this who went into the bread basket. Because okay. I'm I, doing my 10 day reset, um, no gluten, I'm no refined that, sugar. Yeah. Don't don't hate on the commitment. Okay, I wanted, <laughs> I'm I wanted really that, with that By the way, <laughs> it was delicious. But I'm on day 10 right now. <laughs> Go girl. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow Rocked you're just it. going to like get crazy with you those know. baguettes. You know what's funny? Actually, this is the first time in my life I've ever done something that is, I'm I'm doing this Sakara 10 day reset, and I it's the first time in my life that I actually. I'm not like dying to get off of it. Like on the mm. one hand, yeah, we usually go to the farmer's market. They have this everything croissant with cream cheese on the inside. That's like the most sick and twisted thing I've ever had in my life. And I'm totally getting one of those. But I'm <laughs> other than that, I'm not like fiending for anything. I'm well, really happy to have what I think of as just a a really a conscious approach to eating of like, I'm going to make this choice and I'm actually going to have it be a choice, not just eating blindly because it's there. Um, speaking of eating blindly because it's there, a place that does do that to me because it just 
overwhelms me with so much volume of delicious food. Tell everybody about Des, your restaurant, Opening Des, what it's like being a mother of a really young kid because you opened it almost a year ago now mm-hmm. and um, what that opening process was like and, and what you know, sort of juggling that while trying to be the great mother that you are was like. Oh, well, thanks. Um, that was definitely a really wild experience. Um, you know, I first just want to say like I opened up Des with a hospitality group that um, they just, this is what they do. They open up Restaurants. They open up a lot of restaurants. And I did that, um, A, because they're good at what they do, but B, because I knew, I, I know what I don't know. You know, creatively, I can come up with a menu. Uh, my background's like, I cook, I love food. I knew exactly what I wanted to serve everyone, but I just don't know how to run a business or a restaurant. So I partnered with E-Squared, and it's been like, a, like honestly, I, if I didn't have them, this wouldn't be, happen. Like this wouldn't be able to happen, especially being a new mother. Um, they are, you know, they come with like an entire team of corporate chefs that are there to train the staff. Um, especially because I also host TV, sh- like I host Top Chef Canada, and I'm working on a lot of other projects. I'm actually working on my first cookbook, which <gasps> wow. I'm really excited That's about. So exciting! Yeah. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. So like, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of movies parts like this industry this is what you do like mm-hmm. it's there's always like a ton of gigs that you're working on so I had to make sure that there was a team that could like help me run this business and and do it especially when I'm out of town um, I've learned a lot and um, it's been a really great experience I've been able to put forward food that I'm super passionate mm-hmm. about I'm half Israeli and um, you know we're, we're kind of I'm calling it kind of like I guess a contemporary Middle Eastern menu uh, but there's a lot of different flavors and inspirations from so many um, of my travels and just food that I grew up eating um, I'm, I'm not making anything super traditional or like authentic I guess her hummus I, is pink it is point. pink it's Wait, a beet why? hummus it's beet it's oh also hummus. Oh, sorry, hummus, hummus. There's so many ways of saying it. Um, as I like spit across the room, just trying to say that. But um, yeah, so uh, so it's great. You know, it's it's also lovely because you know Middle Eastern food lends itself so well to like a vegetarian and vegan friendly diet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we've been really able to tap into um, a lot of customers that have those. Uh, dietary restrictions also gluten-free um we just added like a build your own bowl which is great everyone's having a lot of fun mm. just creating their own thing um and it's been great and the honestly froyo. and Talk the froyo, froyo we have a mm. every month our if froyo or soft serve it changes oh. uh we're uh featuring one that we started with which is um our froyo with kadaifi which is basically like shredded phyllo walnuts honey cinnamon it's, it's really so good it's good. and we crumble it around so we put it inside and we put it around it's oh, really tasty wow. yeah it's good how it's long good. does it take me to get there from here actually I no idea thank you so much for having us I mean you were awesome let's all go get kadaifi fro it's so good is it fun is it is it is it something I feel like probably um the idea of opening a restaurant was in your like the back of your brain somewhere. Oh my god, this is like a dream that I've had for years, but I honestly didn't think it was going to happen at this time in my life. I thought this was a project I'd probably see um, happening, like maybe like in, 
in my like 40s later. I don't know. I it just wasn't something that I thought was going to happen now. And I had a successful pop up in Brooklyn um, like three years ago, and it did it it did really really well. And then it got me into Burger Bash and uh, Burger Bash in South Beach, mm. and people were really enjoying the flavors that I was putting out, and it gave me the confidence to kind of like you know see what was see what I could do with this. Plus, like. I don't know. For me, like I, my background's in television. And when you work in that industry, you're not always consistently working. So you're always in between gigs. And I got to a point where I was kind of just like tired of waiting. And I really wanted to just take control a little bit over like what my future could look like. Cause you never really know as a host, like I didn't know when my next gig would be. So I'm like, you know what? I want to get creative. I want to get back in the kitchen. I want to get my hands dirty. I want to like walk the walk. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I was just like, I had this business plan in my back pocket, like the pop-up did really well. And I literally was walking by a by Chloe one day and I was like, those people, they know what they're doing. And I uh, emailed E squared that afternoon and I got an answer back. Like, I think it was two days later and I met with Jimmy, like uh, not even a week after. That's amazing. And we just started talking about an idea and I met with Samantha Wasser, who's the uh, co-founder of Des and creative director at E Squared. And we just came together and everything really just started to like blossom really quickly. Like visually, we were completely on the same page. I gave her like an, a menu that I was working on. I gave her pictures of my food. I gave her like, I had this whole like mood board on Pinterest and then she 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 joined and we were just sending each other visuals and I was like, this is exactly. It's just like all coming together. It just felt, it just felt so felt right. right. Like we were really, really on the same page and Des, you know, like, Des could only be from both of us, you know, like it's really like a, our baby. And um, like she really inspired me. Like I had a menu, but she also gave me some great ideas and it like pushed me that way. And I feel like even for design, she's like, I had ideas, but Eden gave me some other ones. Mm-hmm. So like we really work well together as partners. Well, that's amazing. I think yeah. one of the things that we can learn from you is just how much you love life. And how you really want to soak up. She's like, she's like a sponge. She's like, I want to soak up and make the oh most God. of it as possible. Thank you. No, it's really. Do you know what I think it is? And it's, I have like um, uh, this thing where like if I have an idea and I think I can do it, if I don't do it, I'll be so mad at myself yes. than if I did do it and maybe it failed. Mm-hmm. Like I'm okay with things like if I don't do it, I'll be more upset with myself than doing it and it either being a success or a failure. Right. Does, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Well, like the failure is more... less scary than the FOMO. Exactly. Um, Absolutely. Which I actually think is a really a really powerful lesson, whether you work in, in food or TV or or any industry, because what I what I was listening to, you're telling the story about you know, walking by a restaurant in New York and cold emailing their management firm and just putting yourself out there in that way. Um because you weren't happy or content to sit around and wait for the next opportunity to present itself to you is that a lot of the time, the best opportunities are those ones that are um, that are you living your life. You're going on about your business. You're continuing. And in, in many ways, because of that, you're continuing to feel engaged, prepared, like you're constantly learning. You're constantly growing. It's that feeling of staticness that I think actually compounds itself. And then you start you start feeling static, then 
people start feeling like you're static, then nothing else happens. It just it the same way negativity can feed on itself. Positivity can feed it on itself. And I feel like you now, as you described, like your life is so full of all these different opportunities that are pouring into you. And I think a lot of it's because the energy, you know, back, whatever, 10 years ago, the secret was like yes, all the rage. Yes. Right. And the whole secret was just like, if you think positive things, if you put positive energy into the universe, you will receive positive energy back. And I, I actually really believe that that's true. Not necessarily because there's, you know, Some cosmic forces thing, yeah. at, mm-hmm. at play, but just because you change how you promote yourself, it you change sense. how you feel, mm-hmm. and that's what people respond to. But it's also because you're constantly like changing yourself and you're evolving. And like, if you don't like put out there like the new things that you want to put that you want to do, then no one else can like help. There's right. no other way right. to grow. Like, like honestly, it it's you change constantly, which mm-hmm. is great, you know. But unless you're willing to get people involved and understand where you're at, no one's going to know. So I think it's just it's just about kind of like being I think it's just being also like self-aware of what like you really need a little bit. I always go I always go to uh, Frank Sinatra. I did it my way, right? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I did it my way. Now, we do this thing on Mom Brain where we talk about our favorite things. Mm. Um, So and sometimes that is our oh. Oh wait! Oh, oh wait! Oh, we oh, gotta see, talk Cal. about this. So Cal, Cal, yes, we didn't talk about this. Okay, I put out we'll a challenge. Through. I saw. I put out a challenge. The hashtag, uh, show me your belly. Show yo. me your belly. Why? Oh, show me your belly. Yeah. So, um, I um. That was, it was the most wild thing. The pregnancy pictures. The best things ever. Uh, Eden yeah. was everyone's spirit animal <laughs> while pregnant, while breastfeeding, while <laughs> everything. It was epic. Uh, you guys, you go to her Instagram and you can find these pictures floating around. Probably on the internet, too, because they a lot of them went viral. Eden, in all of her pregnant glory, lounging on her couch, sitting on her bed, whatever it was, covered in like <laughs> in the sexiest way possible. So sexy. Burgers, pizza, donuts, candy, like everything that our pregnant it's a whole friends different, are It's all a about. whole different way of doing those <laughs> belly pics. And then when Which you I pumping, think that's why I think that's why people connected to it because it was so opposite of like the belly like, pic. Here I am with my smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My healthy or pregnancy. just like I'm having a quiet moment with my like, you know, <laughs> my, pregnant my body. Child, which yeah. is beautiful and like right. I'm sure I have a lot of those as well. Um, but yeah, like it, it was just so random. And I guess this is like the perfect example of like everyone being like the things that are the most authentic to you will do like the best and will resonate the most with your viewers because like this was not planned. This was so nothing that like I thought twice about. We were watching an Oscar. We were watching the Oscars and we ordered in pizza and I'm like, babe, take a picture of this. And like and then he like gave me like one extra one. Like he him and I were like, yeah, OK, uh-huh. This is great. Like, if you look at the first picture, the pillow behind me is, like, broken. It's falling apart. Like, nothing was, like, staged. It's on the couch that you will have for the next eight years. Basically, it's the same Mm -hmm. couch. And we were watching Oscars, and I'm like, what's going on right now? Like, this is crazy. Shea Mitchell's writing on this picture. I'm like, what's happening? Next thing you know, there's, like, 36,000, like, likes on it or something. And I looked at my husband, and I'm like, Okay, what is happening right now? And I've then you're never like, Let me do it again. 
No, I was like, I've Let's never experienced it. I don't understand. You don't even know. My husband's like, we need to write it like a business plan. Like, you know, got so into it. Especially because it was like the last like month of my pregnancy, which is the worst. The longest yeah. month. Longest month. It's like, it really got me. It got us through it oh, like really fun. fast because we were just having so much fun with it. He's like, let's order Shake Shack tomorrow. I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, oh my God, we can go get jumbo gummy bears and he's like woohoo like we drove around the city finding the most ridiculous the, things like the best husband in the world uh, seriously. Like, so he's, much fun. he's awesome now, he's you're, so funny you're her- I remember that his mother is a character too. Yeah, his uh, yeah, his mom's a. I think she's a sex therapist yeah. and a couple therapist. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Yeah, I know she is. She yes, offers she is. advice only to you. <laughs> yeah, or no, like, what has, are we talking about? She has it. At, she's offered advice. She she offered advice like before we got married, like all that fun stuff. <laughs> I remember that in the day that we spent. I do think that donuts. I've. I do think that I've like mentally blocked that. You brought that up, and I was like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, a, whole, a whole new uh, level of uh, mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. What's well, the know. sexiest thing you and Ido have done recently? <sighs> Besides sex? Besides sex. <laughs> or you can talk about sex if you want to. What, um, how, do you keep, how do you keep that part alive? You know, I'm super, uh, uh, I'm like, working on just like spending time with Ido is really, really important to me. Um, it, it just like always reminds both of us of like who we are when we're alone like we get to be like kind of like our young carefree selves again um and i just like like to capture that and really like you know honor those those moments together like we like to have fun we like to laugh we're really goofy people um you know going out for dinners and like going to see movies like honestly the other day and this was like so nothing but it was so awesome like it was the holidays and our nanny was working but everyone like not everyone else you know like Ido Ido like was like I'm gonna take some days off work why don't we just spend the days like walking around New York City Mm. going for great lunches we went to go see movies and like the nanny was with the baby so we didn't have to worry and they, they were like the best like two days of just like Hanging in New York City, like a bunch of like young kids, like it really like it takes you back. It takes me back to like when we first met. So I think that was really great. And also we just went on like a last minute trip to Paris, which was that was sexy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Into that. Uh huh. Um, Okay. before we let you go, tell us your favorite thing, which for us is like the thing that's kind of that's just getting you really jazzed right now that's changed your life in some way it could be it could be makeup it could be a food it could be a hair product it could be a baby product a diaper it could, it could be anything guys this is pressure so much pressure right now um hmm. could be your a piece heating of jewelry that you're laying on <laughs> well i actually i found this new face wash that i'm obsessed with i've always had kind of hormonal acne for years like before I got pregnant my skin was really bad and then I got pregnant and it was fine and then I gave birth and my skin started breaking out so I found this cream called Luzerne mm-hmm. Luzerne mm-hmm. it's amazing it's absolutely amazing L U Z E R N I had a facial with it in Toronto and I haven't stopped using it since Really Yeah the face the the face scrub is incredible and I use the gel as well Cool. Awesome. I love it. Um, and it's affordable. 
And that's what I also love about it. I think it's it's not like super cheap. It's like 60 bucks, like a bottle, but, but it lasts not long. Like $800. It's like, yeah. I could also just be like, I love Dr. Barbara Sturm's like anti whatever drops. But like that was a gift. And each one of those is like $300. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> take the gift. Yes. <laughs> take the gift. Take the enjoy gift. it while it lasts. And it but does keep work. using Lazard. I know. So it's good. so good. It's so good. You, it's you so use it like sad. gold because you're like, oh, I know. But I'm like, that's what they're doing. They're they're just making us love it. And we won't be able to live without this stuff. It's gold. I know. But yeah, no, I really love Luzerne. And um, honestly, for baby products, um, I just like I'm, I'm obsessed with Walida. I just think it's a really great product. I really love it. Ever Eden. Mm-hmm. Another really great uh, brand. Uh, great like uh, lotion. And I think that's. Yeah, that's those great. are like kind of like my top things that I'm like really into right now. Awesome. <laughs> well, we're really into you. We love oh, you, Eden. Love Thank you, you so much for coming so by. Oh my God, of course. Thanks for having me. This was fun. So fun. This is a fact. That was Eden. You can follow her at Eden Eats and you can get some of that extra energy that she's always uh, throwing out to us who feel like we just need to survive on coffee all the time. We had our buddy Eden in and I was telling you guys about this 10 day reset with Sakara that I'd been on and I just wanted to expand on it a little bit because I know some of you, I know probably a lot of you will write to me and be like, what does it mean? What are you doing? What are you on? So I wanted to give you all the details. So I've been doing this Sakara 10 day reset. I'm actually on day 10 right now. Um, it's really simple. It's it's no gluten, no refined sugar and technically no animal products. But I've been um, taking a little liberty and I have like an egg here and there or some lean protein like um like a chicken or fish, um, but but flooding my body with all kinds of plant-based vitality, lots of greens, like way more greens than I ever thought humanly possible. But I'll tell you, the biggest shift for me has actually been mental. It's been... Um, becoming very conscious about what's going into my body and and making sure that when I'm eating, I'm really enjoying my food. I feel very abundant. I feel like I have a, a huge amount of choice. I don't feel deprived at all. But I'm also not making choices just out of necessity or negativity or because everyone around me is eating that. I'm actually being aware and making those, you know, look, if I'm going to choose to have... Um, Meatballs, like I did last night, because I was at a restaurant that makes really killer meatballs. Is it on the plan? Not totally, but it's something that it really counted for me. And then I didn't eat the pasta, and that to me was like that. I just it was the sort of kind of thing that I like to get into every once in a while, especially after the holidays, because I felt like I'd totally gone off the deep end. I was eating everything in sight. I was totally not in control of um, of my habits, and I wanted to just reset and clean my body and give it a chance to rehab and um, and again just get to a place where I felt like. I was in the driver's seat and I could make great choices. And like I said, tomorrow I'm going to go to the farmer's market with the kids and with my husband and I'm going to get my all-time favorite everything croissant with cream cheese in the middle and it's going to be bliss. And then, you know, then I have at least a sense of balance in my life, which I really like. And I I just I feel good. I'll tell you, I totally honestly... I feel so good not having refined sugar and gluten be major elements of my everyday eating. I'll be curious to hear how you feel after that croissant. Because sometimes when you go, like, I know if I ever go through a period of time where I'm like, I'm not going to drink anything for like a month or whatever. Yeah. And you even, and I'm not a big drinker no. anyway, but like even like the first couple sips of wine, you're like, whoa, totally. you know. And it's like that. I mean, your body gets addicted to these things. And, uh, you know, the, the whole premise is to take out the things that are highly addictive, highly acidifying and and um, and uh, oh, my God, addictive and acidifying. And what? what? Mm. 
whatever the things that are that mom are, brain a total fucking mom, mom brain. brain i need i mean my gosh we need to have a mom brain button oh like, yeah like <laughs> party fail or, um <laughs> but yeah but it's it is absolutely giving your body a chance to feel what it feels like to run clean and then when you get back to it and you start eating those things again your body's like whoa and that's the interesting thing about um cleanses because you know the cleanses are kind of they're controversial. Anti-inflammatory. <laughs> uh, inflammatory. We inflammatory. made it. We came back. The mom braids. She remembered. Um, no. So like cleanses, they're, they're, they're controversial because they work really well in terms of they do cleanse your system. If you're going on a good one, obviously you're doing it smartly. Um, and but then people then will go run off and they will like throw it all to the wind. And they're like, okay, I did that for 10 days, done. And now I'm going to go back to my old ways. So like it cleanses good, but you have to kind of not keep up with it, but then you have to go into a place of moderation totally. and balance and awareness and stuff like that. And that's what I think can be tricky for people. You're so right. Like I, I don't like to use it as an opportunity to justify eating really terribly the rest right. of the time. Like actually part of what I feel right now is this could be something that's that's easy to keep up during the week, mm-hmm. at least in spirit. And it's also um, so that the weekends you can, you know, go to 10 and have fun. But, but, um, but, and, and by the way, I should say like, it hasn't been that hard, which actually has been the most rewarding thing to see. Cause it's like, it's just, it's, it really has just made me feel really good, which I love. But I, but I also think every once in a while, it's kind of good to have a very few, very strict, very simple set of rules to help you break down bad habits. And if you feel like you're in that place where you just, you just want a little bit of a nudge in the right direction. That That's what I think a reset can be really I good for. I completely, completely agree with you. And I feel like, you know, Daphne and I, we we chat when we're on the mic and then we go off and we continue our conversation. <laughs> There's Anytime no Anytime we see words. each other, we're like, <laughs> so what, you know, what I've been hearing you talk about this is like, wow, you know, this is really teaching me really valuable things and awareness of like, you know, don't put so much pressure on dinner and don't like, you know, there's not so much pressure about it. It's just like, okay, great. It's food. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's really, it really can be life changing. And now it's time for our favorite things. <laughs> time for our favorite things. Yes! What's yours today, Daphne? Uh, okay, let me go to my Amazon cart because here's how I keep track of everything I want to talk <laughs> about on this show. Because um, then you guys know what it's, it's really what I'm buying. Okay, I'm going to do two things. This I'm going to do one for the kids and one for the moms. So for the kids, look, it's January. It is cold and flu season. It is runny nose, snotville central. Our family literally would not survive without boogie wipes. <laughs> there, it's spelled B O O G I E. Um, you can get them at your, you know, uh, pharmacy, but I would just order them in like the huge multi packs because they're um, they're really soft. They feel like cloth wipes, and they're soaked with saline, so they're extremely non drying for the nose, and they have. Um, and they have um, like a little moisture in them already. So if you're doing a lot of nose blowing and a lot of, you know, just general cleanup, um, and I use them for tiny hands too, which is great. They, I just, I feel like my kids don't get that raw red nose, which I really love because sometimes you're just, you know, you're you're making them blow their nose so much because it's it's you can tell it's you know it's just difficult to breathe for them and it's painful when their nose starts to get red and raw, so they don't want to. So this actually has helped us not have a big fight about it. Um, and then for the moms, I wore these socks. Um, I've been doing a bar class a lot recently that I really like because it's it's very low impact but I find very effective. I'm obsessed by the way. Really great. Yes, can we go sometime? I would I would love to go. I, Cuz I'm just getting into it now but I feel like it it 
accesses Telling these tiny you. muscles, mm-hmm. these like twitch muscles that you mm-hmm. don't even know you have, but they're the ones that are going to lift your butt and get to the love handles and um, and you know tighten your thighs and the whole thing. I'm just so obsessed with how effective it is. Um, but I've been wearing these like really cute Pilates socks that people were asking about. They're from Shashi, S-H-A-S-H-I, and they're mm-hmm. nude glitter mesh socks. Mm-hmm. They like have little sparkles on them and they're very cute. Just sparkles just on the top, right? Just yes. on the top, mm-hmm. yeah. They're and rhinestones. Then, they, right, rhinestones yep. on the top and then they have grip on the bottom mm-hmm. and I love them. Yes, they're very fun. They can be like mesh, little mesh. They have nude ones. They've got black ones. Yes. Super cute. I am a big bar fan. Um, okay, so my favorite things today is this sweater that I'm wearing that the other day I was at a meeting and then I was really cold and I had to tuck into a place. Tuck into a place? Is that duck, duck. Duck. We don't tuck. We duck. <laughs> we tucked in duck. It's one of my, you know, made up phrases. You ducked in and well, tucked I a sweater. ducked mm-hmm. in <laughs> and I tucked a sweater into my, no, no, I did not steal it. Um, so I, I ducked into a gap and they were having like a major, major, major sale and I was standing next to this sweater place, you know, shelf, display, sweater, (laughs) display. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And there was all these sweaters and it said uh, 40% off. If you don't buy it, you'll regret it. And I was like, yes, yes, I will buy it. So I bought it in two different colors. I wore one yesterday and I'm wearing the other one today. And I have to say, it's It's like super, super cozy. Yeah, It was a bargain. It's It's really, really, really soft. Um, And even Alec asked if it had to be dry cleaned. And I was like, actually, no, I hope not. Uh-oh. Because I think it went in the wash. I don't think so. I don't think so. So anyway, I feel like Gap is having like a really great sale right now. And you guys should go check that out. And then we are we doing two? She did two. Can I have two? Go for two. Um, have we done the, the Health Warrior bars? No. For kids? Okay. So my kids are obsessed with Health Warrior bars. We are big bar fans in the house because they are a very portable. no mess portable. And we are New Yorkers. We're always all over the place. Um, and they really, really like the chocolate peanut butter one. We like the banana one. Rafa's favorite is the mango one, which he calls the red bar. It's much more coral than red. Um, but he's, <laughs> his favorite color is red. So or if cinnamon. you say it's red, I'm like, sure, whatever, as long as you eat it. But they're really, really good. Um very portable, easy snacks, and they're not full of a lot of bad things. So I find that it is a very happy um, compromise between eating you. something sweet and then the kids uh, being happy about and it. And they're quite small, actually. Yes. So your child will actually finish the whole thing. Exactly. What it's we not always, wasteful. It's not wasteful because mm-hmm. my kids will eat like half a bar and then that uneaten half a bar will somehow get lodged in my sofa or like, yes, you know, yes. under my table and will decay there yes. for two I d- weeks. Although I have to say I have found them in like car seats in the back and stuff <laughs> like that. That happens no matter what. But I do love them. They're delicious. They're the banana delicious. one's quite delightful. Oh, it tastes like banana bread. It really does. You're like, this is chia. Mm-hmm. This is good for me. Why mm-hmm. does it taste so bad? I think bad? they're like, I don't know, 100 it's calories, so something bad like that. Bad in a good way. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're being naughty. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please continue to email us, mombrainpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to tell your friends, by the way. We love hearing from you guys. You're listening to us when you're on walks or dropping the kids off to school or running errands or trying to relax a little bit at night. We love that. And we love that a lot of you are telling your friends and and listening to us together. So thank you very much. And um, go ahead and rate, review and subscribe. More Mom Brain next week. This is Mom Brain with Alaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Mom Brain is a Gallery Media Group production.